Explore Milwaukee's past and its future, one building at a time. This is Urban Spelunking with On Milwaukee's Bobby Tanzillo and me, Nate Immig, from 88.9. We're getting spooky this week on Urban Spelunking. Just in time for Halloween, we are revisiting the most haunted buildings Bobby and I have ever talked about. See, we even, we even got the fake lightning. 23rd and Mitchell is our first stop. In fact, this is one of the first spelunkings Bobby Tanzillo and I ever did. This is the former Milwaukee Isolation Hospital. And this was a place where they sent people who had contagious diseases to quarantine them. So I, I can only imagine the stories from inside those walls, but some of those stories are still alleged to be kind of living today. It's, it's, yes. it's supposed to be haunted. Supposedly it's haunted, although like one of the people I spoke to said that the ghosts are friendly. Uh, upstairs, there's one story in an office of a woman had a potted plant, um, a pot with uh, plastic flowers in it, and apparently a ghost just sort of violently knocked it off the shelf. No fake flowers. No, in. <laughs> no fake flowers in this place. Real flowers are nothing. Yeah, the one guy comes in every morning at 4 or 4.30 in the morning, and he sees him sort of rushing across the basement hallway. Creepy. He just says hello and goes about it. It's a good day, you know. Well, this couldn't have been like a, a popular thing in the neighborhood. Was there any backlash? Well, when they moved it from the east side to the to the southwest side on 23rd and Mitchell, that was a heavily Polish neighborhood and mostly immigrants. They didn't have much political power. And of course, nobody wants this hospital in their neighborhood. And during one of the epidemics, the health department van came to take a two-year-old boy to the hospital and about a thousand neighbors came out with knives and hammers really? and shovels and, and sort of, I don't think it came to blows, but the van just sort of packed up and and left. It seems like people were a lot more willing to pick up shovels and hammers back then than, than we are now, thankfully. <laughs> okay, no more lightning. For our next stop, we head to the Bayview neighborhood to what was, at least when we recorded, the oldest and longest running bar in Milwaukee, Niesler's White House. It even survived prohibition. It has changed hands since and is vacant at the moment. But the old owners said that they always got a little tingle when they walked in. I, when I first read that, I was wondering, is that the ghost? Is that the, the ghost stories that we've heard about? But Yeah, or they want to see a neurologist. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm getting the sense for them it's more about just kind of the age of the building and the history and just the the richness of this long-standing Milwaukee bar. Is that yeah, what they meant by tingle? I think so. I mean, I think so. You know, you walk in, if you come in through the front door, you see basically what people have seen when they've walked in that front door since the early 1890s. I mean, how incredible is that? The, yeah. the bar itself is the same. The hardwood floor is the same. Just so much of it is exactly the same. So did you ask the owners about the, the ghost stories? Yeah, I did. And they had lots of stories about um, very specific ghosts that multiple people have experienced. Um, I'm not really generally a big believer yeah, in Yeah, you're not a big believer, but, right? You, um, hear this, you hear these stories all the time, don't you? Well, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to completely rule it out, uh, you know, because right. I don't know any more than anyone else knows. You're um, ghost agnostic. I am. Got it. And so I can't really say whether or not they're true, but there seems to be compelling evidence if you're inclined to believe. Well, interesting, too, about this bar, you know, it's one of Milwaukee's longest running. So what happened during Prohibition? Did it... Uh, did it stay open? Well, I think, you know, I'm doing the quote, the air quotes with my fingers. I think it became a soft drink parlor. Ah, soft yeah. drink so they parlor. Would sell the soft drinks. I'm doing the thing again. <laughs> <laughs> but there were these buckets of uh, what was called small that was delivered to like the mill workers, right, in Bayview? Mm -hmm. Tell me about that. What what is small? Yeah, this was the low alcohol beer that they would that they I guess could legally sell at that point or perhaps sneak over. 
so there was like some some beer boy that ran with buckets some of small between, small boy <laughs> between <laughs> the White House and the mills of Bayview. That's so just it's like so Milwaukee, so old German. Like nobody's gonna stop us from uh from oh, having yeah. a beer, and, right? And I think I mean it seems pretty common knowledge that in the Milwaukee of that era and other cities, not just Milwaukee, if you really wanted something to drink, you could. You could go get something to drink. Said to know where to go. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe even the beer was haunted. Nonprofit Radio Milwaukee is brought to you by you. A membership contribution is your personal commitment to music and to Milwaukee. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org to check out our donor benefits and the thank you gifts you can get to show off your 88.9 pride. pride, pride, pride. Prohibition is a theme for these haunted buildings. Here's another place with a straight-up movie script-style history. The Brumder Mansion at 31st in Wisconsin. And if you're up for a more personal experience, you can stay there. It's a bed and breakfast. When I was getting a tour of the place, the owner said, well, we went down there. He's like, well, you know, this was a speakeasy during Prohibition. Mm -hmm. And Al Capone used to be involved. Sure. And I was like, uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> um, so I was a little skeptical, you know, because I hear this stuff all the time and it almost never, there's almost never any real evidence that this stuff is true. But then I started doing some more research and it turned out that this Sam Pick actually did live in the Brumder Mansion for about five years. So Sam Pick and was a, like Sam, a subsequent owner after it was yes. sold off decades later? Yes. So uh, the Brumders end up later on moving to the east side and um, Sam Pick moves in. It turns out Sam also owns a club out in Brookfield that gets busted for gambling. Okay. Uh, it turns out also that Al Capone owned a house roughly right around the corner from this place in Brookfield. So we're talking 1930s, right? During Prohibition? Yes, 1930s. So it's all starting to kind of fit. Uh, you know, and then I go to the census records and the census records show Sam and his family living there with a bunch of single female boarders, hmm. which then also seems a little interesting. Right. Um, right. So, yeah. So I, I would think in this case, based on the things I found, which you can read sort of more at length in the story, it definitely looks like this place had a speakeasy in the basement and a brothel upstairs. But things take a turn then, like after after a couple of decades in the 1940s, the I mean, talk about polar opposite. And um, then after that, the church that's a Lutheran church on the south side buys a string of properties, including the Brumder and a couple of properties to the north and to the east uh, to build a new church. Um, and they've been there ever since. They're called Our Savior's Lutheran. I, they I could have been more the, different. And I didn't you know? even get into the hauntings. I mean, if you Google Brumder Mansion, the first like million results that turn up are all about the ghosts. That in, in this place. That's heavy. The whole thing. I, I couldn't even get into that. <laughs> you're putting your hands up. You're just kind of walking away. I'm, fair just, enough. I'm backing it's, away slowly from the ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot more to read and a lot more to check out. A great story up at RadioMilwaukee.org. The Brumder Mansion at 31st in Wisconsin. Thanks, Bobby. This was really uh, an interesting one. And thanks, thanks for me. sharing. Podcasts on 88.9 are produced by Tyrone Miller. Handcrafted sonic inspiration comes from the License Lab with support from On Milwaukee and your membership. You can subscribe to this podcast at radiomilwaukee.org slash podcasts and check out all of our other podcasts right there.